Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of Press Into the Power. I hope you're enjoying this music that we have. Uh, This song is called Miracle from Sylvia Jones' latest music project, which is available online wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can reach out to her on her website, www.sylviajones.com, helping you experience God's presence through contemporary worship. Listen, uh, before we get started today, I want to bring you just a quick note from our sponsor, Distinction Inc. Do you need custom t-shirts or hoodies? Look no further than Distinction Inc. From screen printing to embroidery, Distinction Inc. provides high-quality apparel and promotional items with stress-free customer service. Distinction Inc. also provides competitive pricing, especially for nonprofit organizations and churches. If you have any upcoming projects, they would love to earn your business and exceed your expectation. You can request a quote by visiting www.distinctioninc.com. Distinction Inc. We deliver results that make you say, wow. All right, let's get ready for the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Welcome back, Kip Nation. Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. My prayer today is that you are helping me to make this your favorite drive time podcast. I mean your favorite drive time podcast. Instead of just listening to music or doing absolutely nothing when you're driving from place to place, put this podcast on. It's on every major podcast uh, platform and you just put it on in your car, listen to it. If it's a 20 minute drive or you're stuck in traffic, this is the perfect opportunity for you to invoke the presence of God in your car and and listen to the word of the Lord and continue to grow in your faith. But that's what this thing is all about, growing in our faith. We want to have a vibrant faith, a lively faith. The Bible calls us living stones. We need to be a living part of the body of Christ that is not just confined. Remember, the kingdom is never confined to a place or position. The kingdom of God is limitless. So our relationship with God should have no limits. It cannot be confined to a Sunday morning service for two hours. It cannot be confined to a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night service. But the kingdom of God is living, breathing in us. We live and have our being in him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I want to pick up this week. I know we're talking about the foundations of the Christian church and And we've talked a little bit about evangelism, a little bit about discipleship, but I kind of want to continue on that vein. But I want to start talking about something that is critical and key to our faith. It's critical and key to our faith because it is highly important that as people of the kingdom, as priests, as a royal nation of priests, as a kingdom of priests, that we are not overly concerned about where other people are until we have got a handle on where we are in the faith. In other words, there's a scripture in the Bible in the book of Corinthians that says, examine yourself to see whether or not you are still in the faith. This is 
at the end of the day, and everyone should know this, your judgment day, none of your friends are going to be there. None of your family is going to be there in terms of sitting before God uh, on the judgment day. We will all stand before him, but we stand before him not as a group, not as a fraternity, not as a sorority, not as a ministry, not as a church, but we stand with him individually. So then the question begs itself, how deep is your love? How deep is our relationship with God? And let me tell you how this ties into discipleship, because what people don't understand is that there are two portions of discipleship. There's internal, which every man ought to have an abiding relationship with God. The scripture says, if you abide in me and I abide in you, then there's nothing that you cannot do. But without me, there's nothing that you can do. So we need God on a daily basis. Now, that was a, a paraphrase, but the fact of the matter is we need God on a daily basis. We need him. And then when we learn how this relationship works with God, then it avails us to an opportunity to then become externally focused where God is leading us. And now we're helping to guide and scaffold the lives of other people that are in our lives. Either we're guiding them to Christ or we're scaffolding their relationship with Christ until they become strong enough to guide themselves. So let's talk about the mindset. And I know this is really, really good if you know any young pastors or young ministers, or you have a ministerial team or leadership team in the church. This is a great, great podcast to share with them to get them out of this religious format and to begin to establish relationships. Religion is how we worship God. Relationship is how God wants to be worshiped. And if you're going to be in Christ, we have to be in him with a relationship. So I want to talk from Romans 12, 1 and 2, and I'm going to give some simple instructions on today to help us grow the church. But in growing the church, the church cannot grow unless the individuals within the context of the church grow. Okay. The church cannot grow unless the individuals in the context of the church grow. So it's not a message or a particular pastor or personality that may draw people to the church, but that won't hold them to the church. The people are drawn to the church properly when they're drawn by God. The only way that people are drawn by God and not drawn by their desire to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or to be connected to people or, you know, some people just want to be connected. But we don't just don't want a random connection. We want a connection with God that then uh, grows into connection with people. But when the connection starts with God, you have a healthy connection. Because that connection is the beginnings of our relationship with God. When I got saved, I started to form a relationship with God, which meant to some extent I isolated myself to begin to read the word. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read it. Read it twice. Read it until the life of Jesus begins to sink in your spirit. Because it is this life 
and this life alone that we need to emulate in the earth. How did Christ live in relationship to God? How did he live in relationship to God? Romans 12, 1 and 2 helps us with this. I beseech you, brethren. These are the words of Paul talking to the church at Rome. After the death of Christ, the gospel is spreading like wildfire. And here's his message in the 12th verse in this letter to epistle to the Roman church. He said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that perfect and acceptable will of the father this is so important because the roman church and the roman people were much like we are today everyone was doing what they wanted to do saying what they wanted to say living any way they wanted to live and paul was a plumb line or a measurement to bring these people to a place of relationship with god now i want to say that scripture over again, but I want to do it from the message Bible. And I want you to slowly, it's two verses that I'm going to read in five parts, two verses from the message Bible. So here's what I want you to do. This is Paul talking to the church at Rome, and this is God talking to us today. Here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life and place it before God as an offering. We give our lives as an offering. Think about that, to give your life as an offering. People first think, you know, the first thing you want to give in church is your money. Mm -mm. The first thing we want to give in church is ourselves to God. That's our worship. That's how we become a kingdom of priests. That is the difference between church and kingdom. And church is all about being on the church role. In kingdom, it's about being on God's role. Is our name written in the blood of the Lamb? Have we submitted to God? Have we asked Christ to come into our life and be the Lord of our life? And if we have, then do we reciprocate this death on the cross, his life given to us? Do we reciprocate by dying to self and giving our life to him? Second part, number two, I said I was going to read in five sections. Here's two. Embracing what God has done for you is the best thing you can do for him. Embracing what God has done for you. And we started talking about that. He's given his life. So what do we give? Your money, where your heart is, your treasury. So your money will come. Money will come. Money will not be an issue. Giving money in the church or giving money to causes that push and promote the church will not be an issue with you if you are in love with God. So what has he done for us? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. The culture is contrary to the scripture. The culture of the world is contrary to the scripture. The culture of the world 
is antithetical to God. It is the opposite of God. So we can't just blend in and mix in and fit in and be happy and keep our our gospel light covered because we don't want to be canceled by people. Now, I'm not saying again, and I've talked to you about this before, that does not mean that you get on your job and you wild out and just start Bible thumping and talking crazy. That That's not how you do it. That is not how this thing is done. It is living out your life in such a way that the character of Christ emanates from you because you just love the brethren. You work. When you work, you work unto the glory of God. You're not on your phone all the time. You're not gossiping all the time. You're not involved in some of the negative behavioral patterns of a sociological construct that come with working in construction or come with working in a corporation or come with being a teacher. All of these different areas of work have sociological constructs that can be negative when they are not monitored properly by those of us who love the Lord. So there has to be an example of people who know how to live amongst people without being like people, but being like God. Okay. So the fourth thing, instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. We can't recognize what God wants for us if we don't read the scripture. So I go back to what I told you, read the gospels. There are too many Christians who are in church saying that they are Christians, but they have no foundation. They have no formation. They have no framework for what it means to be a Christian, except what other people say or what they've seen in church. And what you've seen may not be God because everybody that's sitting in church is not a Christian, is not a believer. So you cannot build a case for the faith around individuals because even if you did and you found someone who was wonderful and awesome and living his life we all sin and fall short of the glory of god so then we have to be the kind of people that see people see their shortcomings continue to pray for them because we have the potential to fall too so we don't build our case for the faith necessarily around people we build it around Christ because he was the lamb without stain, without blotter. He was the one who has no sin. The rest of us have sin. So why not build our lives around the creator of the created things, then build our lives around the creatures who were created by God. Okay. Build your life around the creator rather than the creature. And that'll keep you from being disappointed with life. That'll keep you from being disappointed when people fall short. Preachers fall short. Pastors fall short. Popes fall short. Priests fall short. But God never falls short. He's never going to leave us, never to forsake us. He's with us always, even unto the end of the world. So then this fifth part, unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. So in order to be a Christian, what do we have to do? We have to follow Jesus Christ. How do we develop an, an understanding of who Christ is? Let this mind, which is in Christ Jesus, be also in you. 
He took upon himself the, the livelihood of a bond servant. He was a servant. So he who serves is greatest in the kingdom of God. Now, I have some more to talk about, to share with you, but it's going to have to wait to next week. I hope you got what we released today. I hope it blesses you. I hope it blesses your family. And I really hope that you share this with other people. We love you. We appreciate you. We praise God for you. And I want you to do one thing for me. Go and influence the nations. God bless.